Parshin is, is, is among us. Everyone has destinations. I probably shouldn't have put the apostrophe in there, but that's okay. Um, I was doing a little research. There's a lot of places to visit, and people are making a lot of plans to go places. I, I, we're planning to go to, to Mammoth this year, in that area of the High Sierras. We're going to go camping. I know you're making plans. Everyone's making plans. Everyone has a place to go. They want to go somewhere. They have destinations, flights to go to, vacations. And I want to take this theme here, this topic of wanting to go places, and apply that to our lives spiritually. You know, a lot of us, we dream of having an incredible, happy family. You know, we, you know maybe your situation is not like this picture right here. I know it's an iStock photo, but... It's still something that I think we all want. We all want to have a family where everyone's actually happy. Everyone's excited. Everyone's unified. Everyone's together. When you have dinner, they're there and they want to be there. And when you when you have family time, they want to be at family time. And uh, they want to spend time together. I think that's a destination we like to have for our family. Wouldn't you like to have them like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a devotional. And everyone's like, yes, let's have a devotional. Yes. Let's read the Bible together. I mean, this is, this is a picture perfect. Again, it's ice stock, but it's, it's picture perfect. Dad opens the Bible. The son wants to, what is it really saying there? Everyone is engaged. It just seems this is what we're wanting. I know I want this for my family. We all have destinations to, that we want to go to. Maybe you're remembering your marriage. Remember, maybe you're single and you're hoping that one day this could be you. You're hoping that you marry Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright. And they come along and you're, and you're happily married. You want to get there. You want to be uh, in a lifelong commitment to a man or to a woman that you're married to. And uh, I thought, that's something that I wanted when I was single. I wanted to be married and have a family. Maybe you want to get to heaven. I'm not sure it looks like that. I'm not sure. I took a, I took a little gamble. I'm not sure it looks like the gates. But uh, it was close enough. I'm not sure if I was going to be there. It may or may not. I don't see Peter at the gate, so I don't know what to make of that picture. But it is there. And maybe your spiritual destination is, I want to go... To heaven. I became a Christian. I know life is hard, but I know that I want to get there. Yeah, that's true. So, this is our destination, some ideas. Now, there's a tension that there's often is that we don't realize where we want to end up versus the path we actually choose. And there's a difference there, there's a tension. And there's a disconnect between where we want to end up, but the actual ch- ch- path we choose is quite different. How many of you here are good with directions? I am not very good. As someone who's been lost a lot, it's always outside the county. I can tell you three things about being lost. People who are lost... Never get lost on purpose. I know I don't. You're lost before you know you're lost. 
and you're never really aware that you're getting lost, it just kind of dawns on you that I don't know where I'm going. And thirdly, you always end up where the road you're on takes you. You always end up where the road takes you. Where you intended to end up is absolutely irrelevant. Saying, but this isn't where I wanted to be, does not help. No matter how loud you are or often you say this, it will never be because the path you're on is going in entirely different directions than where you intended to go. You can't click your heels three times and say there's no place like home. That will not help you. Lost people are victims of the principle of the path. You will, and that path says, you will, the direction determines your destination. And what that means is, is that you will always end up where the path you are on takes you. If you're on the wrong road, it doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't matter what your intentions are. You're in trouble. Your intentions have nothing to do with anything if you're on the wrong path. And every one of us, we're all on a path of some kind, whether it's spiritually, we're on a path. You want to get to heaven, but that's your intention, but you're on the wrong road. Financially, there's a path. Morally, there's a path. Relationship-wise, relationally, there's a path. So I want to introduce you a story in the Bible of someone who was on a path, but was unaware. Look in your Bibles with me to Proverbs chapter 7 and verse 6. It's not going to be on the board because it's a little bit long, and, and we're going to read it together. So if you have your, your Bible, you can turn it on, or you can open your Bible. Turn on your Bible, flip through there, and we'll go over the path principle. In verse 6 of Proverbs chapter 7. At the window of my house, I looked down through the lattice. That means a little curtain. I saw among the simple, I noticed among the young men, a youth who had no sense. He was going down the street near her corner, walking along in the direction of her house. At twilight, as the day was fading, as the dark of night set in. Then out came a woman to meet him dressed like a prostitute and with crafty intent. She is unruly and defiant. Her feet never stay at home. Now in the street, now in the squares, at every corner, she lurks. She took hold of him and kissed him. And with a brazen face, she said, Today I have fulfilled my vows, and I have food for my fellowship offering at home. So I came out to meet you. I looked for you, and I found you. I have covered my bed with colored linens from Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us drink of deep love till morning. Let us enjoy ourselves with love. My husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He took his purse filled with money and will not be home till full moon. With persuasive words, she led him astray. She seduced him with her smooth talk. 
All at once he followed her like an ox going to the slaughter, like a deer stepping into a noose, till an arrow pierces his liver, like a bird darting in a snare, little knowing it will cost him his life. Now then, my son, listen to me, pay attention to what I say. Do not let your heart turn to her ways or stray into her paths. Many are the victims she has brought down. Her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is a highway to the grave, leading down to the chambers of death. The young man in this account, the story, he ignores the principle of the path. And the principle of the path, again, is direction determines your destination. You will always end up where the path takes you. Decisions, not intentions. Decisions, not dreams. Decisions, not plans. Determine your destination. That's the principle. In the world that we live in, roads and trails, we know that to be the case. We were in Mammoth a few years ago. We looked on the map. Our intentions were to go visit a very secluded lake to show our kids how to walk and hike and find this nice little lake where we might go fishing. And we're on the path, and it was a wide path. And uh, there was a few signs, but we had the map. And as we're walking and walking, my wife began to say, gee, I think we might be on the wrong path. I said, "Uh, no, we're not. We're on the right path. This path is wide. If it's wide, it means it gets a lot of traffic. People go through here a lot. And we're going to go there. When in actuality, the path we're supposed to go on was this very narrow little road. Very narrow. Almost you can't even see it was there. And Karen had pointed it out. But I'm going, that that road leads to danger. In fact, it led to salvation. (laughs) So we began walking on this road, this wide road of destruction. Bible theme there. We were walking for an hour, thinking that the lake's just around the corner. And I get the corner, it's just one more corner. It's just one, and we ran out of water. So the decision had to be made. Do we just turn back and just head back to the, to, the, to the hills on this wide path, just go back and just go back to the car and say, we tried really hard, or do I continue on the path? And I'm, luckily I read stories about dads who keep going. And die. So I go, that's not happening to me. So we went back and we went all the way back. And on the way back, we ran to a guide there. says, you know, we're looking for this little lake. And he goes, oh, the road is right there. And literally pointed to the road that we had just walked by. That's the road. And I missed it. I missed the path. I was, now, my intentions were to go to the lake. My dream was to show my kids. My heart was there. But the path that was was on led me somewhere else. So our intentions, our hopes, and our dreams are irrelevant. It's the road you're actually on that determines where you're going. Not your feelings, not your joys, not your hopes, not your dreams, not your plans. It's your decisions. So if you find somewhere you end up going, "Why why am I here? That's what the road you were on led you. 
It led you exactly where you were going because that's where it leads. Every path has a predetermined destination. Let me give you an example. The path of uh, workaholism has a destination when you work too much. Why can't my wife be more understanding? Why is she so cold? Because that's where that path leads. The path of impurity has a destination. Ladies wonder why they get, they get used. And every relationship ends the same. That's, the, that's where the path of sex before marriage leads a woman. Leads a man. The path of greed has a destination. The path of debt has a destination. The path of adultery has a destination. Men can't seem to figure out why their adult kids are so distant. Why can't they forgive and just move on? Why won't they bring the grandkids over? Because that's not where that path leads. The path of purity is a path of love, is a path of mercy. There are paths everywhere we go. And it's not our intentions, it's the actual road that we're on that determines. I'm going to read something to you. Because we tend in our human nature to ignore the realm of reality. So let me give you a few quotes. I want God to bless me financially. Good intentions. So I'm not going to give Him anything. Okay? That's how we think. That's, that's how we are. I want to meet a great Christian guy who really has his act together. So I'm going to go out with whoever asks me out if he's cute. I want a great sex life once I'm married. So I'm going to practice with people I date until then. I want our family to be a unit. Everyone on the same page. Looking forward to vacation together. So I'm going to go work all the time. I want my kids to respect me. So I'm going to fool around on their mom. I want my kids to stay away from alcohol. So I'm going to let them watch me get drunk at home. I want to grow old and invest in my grandchildren. So I'm going to neglect my health now. I want my children to be brought up with the same Christian values I had. So we're going to the lake on Sundays. I want to lose weight. So would you supersize that for me, bro? I want to have a great relationship with my husband. So I'm going to make the children a priority over him. I don't want to live with financial pressure. So I'm going to live beyond my means. I want to support some charities. So I'm going to spend all my money on me. I want to know God. So I'm not going to read my Bible. Intentions versus the actual road that we're on. If you can make that connection, you'll most likely find the right road to start walking on. And that is the goal of this series, is to help you figure out where your intentions are and where you're actually standing. 
and to match them and get on the right road. Because that's important. Just like that naive guy in the story. We become enamored with what's on our path. And we ignore the fact that we're headed in the wrong direction. There's always something on the wrong path that offers us an immediate fix. It offers us an immediate thrill. And so it it tricks us and we end up on this path. Like that man was who lacked judgment. Whether it's a quick buck. Whether it's 0% financing. Whether it's, she makes me feel like I used to feel. Whether it's giving you shares in the company. Whether, but he's rich. There's always something on the wrong path that has a strong emotional appeal to our senses. That's why it is so important for us to understand how God set up His church to lead you to heaven. Let the message of Christ dwell among you ritually as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. This is why others will have, other people will have insight into the actual path you're on. You do it all the time, but no, don't realize it. You look at someone's life and say, wow, if they only knew where that led. But see, we're responsible to go beyond that. Not just identifying someone going on the wrong path, but to actually engage them. And say, hey, hey, excuse me, whoa. You know who do that? You know who does that very well? Is mamas. Mom, when you do something wrong, mama always knows where that leads. But I'm not even there. But I know where it's going to lead me home. It's going to lead over there. They, oh, they know. They instinctively know. When they see this, they know where it's going. You mamas, you know that. You know that. They have more insight. The reason is because they're not emotionally entangled because of your path. They have age and experience. They see our weaknesses and our blind spots. Your spouse sees that, but also your friends see that. If you have any kind of close relationship, they're able to observe your blind spots. That's why we teach them. We admonish. We help with wisdom. We read the Bible, the Psalms together. We sing together. We share God's wisdom together. This is why parents always overreact. We overreact to where our kids are headed because we know where it leads. We always do that. Because we're aware of their path. Now think if we applied that principle to each other. We started helping each other. And working with each other. But then that comes to another another path. Are you going to listen? Because Karen tried to help me. Karen's always trying to help me. And because she says it so nicely, I usually go, I'm ignoring that. I'm just going straight forward. <laughs> the reason I'm like that and I'm wired like that because my mom was always, she would, she would never ask you something nicely or kindly. My mama knew men. She knew men very well. She, men only said one language, loud and scary. <laughs> In my family. 
When you're loud and scaring family, we go, oh, okay, I'm, I'm listening, mama. So I would ignore sometimes these little hints that Karen would give me, and then I'd find out I'm on the wrong path. And guess what, guess what happened? We didn't get to go what we wanted to do. We didn't get to see the lake and go fishing. We spent two hours walking in the sun. That was our life. That was our one day of vacation wasted. God and your mama always react to where you are headed, not to where you actually are. God knows where you're headed. So direction, not dreams. Directions, not intentions, is what determines your destination. Right now, your feet are on a path. And you're walking in a direction. Where you will end up will determine what path you've decided to take. Your financial path, your moral path, your relationship path, your spiritual path, your marriage path, your career path, your health path. Here's the question. If you continue on your current course, where are you going to end up? That's a question you should think about. Where you are headed is more important than where you are. Has anyone tried to warn you lately? Is there someone in your life that's tried to gently nudge you and help you? Has your conscience said anything? Do you know anyone who has walked your path and ended up where you wanted to be relationally? I, I, I want to talk to those people. Someone who's gone before me and took a good path, I want to know about that path. I'll inquire and I'll ask them. Tell me about your path. Here's something true. Nobody gets around the path principle. You can't get around it. It's there. You can't avoid it. It's there. You'll eventually end up where the path that you're on is taking you. That's where you end up. So think about your life right now. Going, where did I end up in my life? And that'll tell you the path you were taking. Now, if you're unhappy with where you're at, it's a good realization going, okay, the path that I'm still on, I've I got to change direction. I've got to change course. I've got to adjust something. Because remember, it's not your intentions. It's not what you want. And going to church doesn't necessarily change your path. It's your decisions, your personal decisions that change your path. Attending church and hearing this lesson doesn't necessarily fix the path you're on. You have to decide to get on the right path or the path where you want to go. Because you're going somewhere. Because direction determines destination. And that is the path principle. And if we were to figure this out, we could change the road that we're on. Our financial road, we can change that. Our relationship road, we can change that. Our spiritual road, our heavenly road. If you're visiting with us and you're not sure you're, you want to get to heaven, you you, you, you love God and you want to get there. What path are you actually on? Because it's not your intentions that get you there. It's the decisions you make that get you there. And next week, we're going to talk about the prayer 
that makes all the difference when it comes to the PATH principle. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. And that concludes our service.